Good morning and God's blessing to you on this resurrection day. Yes, while we are not able to gather together as a body of Christ and worship together, the good news is this morning that even though our services have been canceled and delayed, yet Easter cannot be canceled. That is the great news. I'm sure that you, as well as I do, I miss our gathering. But I understand today that corporate worship is a gift of God's grace. We assemble together. And in the assembly, you announce our core convictions that Christ is risen. You see, the Christian faith is not a faith about social distancing. It is about and is highly relational. It's that kind of love. When Jesus called his first disciples and he put them in relationship with each other, it is because of this that it feels, we feel estranged and struggle to adjust being apart. But the good news is, is that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is not contingent on our gathering, whether they be large or small. It is neither validated by the presence of a crowd or the diminishing even in empty, empty sanctuaries. Yes, Easter cannot be canceled. The resurrection cannot be removed. The risen Christ can meet us in our homes, along the pathways of our lives, and in the midst of our greatest challenges. Yes, the power of the risen Christ is that he is everywhere among all people in every conceivable setting. Oh yes, this Easter let us lay claim as never before to the world-altering, life-changing truth that Christ our Lord is risen. Amen. Today as People are celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Wherever they may be, you'll find those believers. Today's title is Christianity Centerpiece, the Resurrection. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4, For I delivered to you first of all, it has a priority in our message. This is what I received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture. He was buried and then he rose again the third day according to the word of God. Yes, he lives. It is the resurrection that has a dynamic effect upon all that took place at the cross and all of life in 
general. Think about it for a moment. Time in history of the world has been marked by world-changing events. It can become in the daily ebb and flow of life. Things seem to be routine. Oh, but here and there, there are major events that occur and become turning points in the road of destiny. Sometimes it's crisis points. Sometimes it's an event, a time and a place, a season, begin to mark new ways of thinking, new ways of doing. When you look over Americans, America's history, we can see the reality of it. But the greatest turning point of all turning points, the high or apex of everything is the resurrection. Yes, Christianity is the public message about a public person, Jesus, who died and now lives. And so we celebrate today and our faith is encouraged and we look beyond the present all because the resurrection encourages us to do just that. In the Bible, there are many pages, there are many writers, there are many events that take place. It's one story, but today we celebrate the apex of that story, and that is the resurrection. It's interesting to find that in the writing of this story, there are many authors. There are kings, there are peasants, there are philosophers, even fishermen. They're thrown in a few poets. Yes, there are books that include history, sermons, letters, hymn books, and love songs. There are travel diaries, family trees, inventories, and legal documents. Yes, even though it covers hundreds of subjects with many different writers, it is still just one story. And resurrection is the centerpiece of God's story that was written before the foundation of the world. Amen? Hallelujah. We begin today to discover God's projection from Genesis chapter 3, where God in his redemptive plan promises us a hero. And there in that garden, as he talked with Adam and Eve, and even the old serpent, he let them know that there was one day someone coming that would bruise the head of that serpent. Oh yes, see, God is our hero in Jesus Christ. It was God fixing the people who had broken themselves. It is the creator pursuing his creation. A God who is just declaring innocent people, declaring innocent a guilty people, excuse me, and doing it himself. Throughout this book, there is a communication to us. It tells us how perfect the creator is, and yet it also reflects you know, our great imperfections and our need of that 
Savior. Yes, the resurrection is truly the game changer. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 17, if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile or in vain. You are still in your sins. Without the resurrection, but thank God there is the resurrection, we are still bound in our sins and slave to it. You know, as beautiful and wonderful and as important and they are, unite, are uniquely and divinely connected, Jesus' story did not conclude on a hill outside of Jerusalem. His memory was not buried with him in the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. No, Jesus' death and burial, it was not the end of the story. For Jesus was resurrected. Amen. His humanity was transformed. His body still truly human, but now capable of living an eternal and yet integrated life. The resurrection, it validates to us that the words and the promises and the work of Jesus Christ are for real and stand today. Yes, it also tells us that if we don't have a resurrection, things would be radically different. Can you imagine? I can't. I could think a little bit, but what the world would be like without the resurrection. Everybody would be bound in their sins. The conflict and the powers of darkness would totally reign, you know, unfettered, you know, fettered, excuse me, you know. But yes, Christ's resurrection begins to point to us, you know, about what can be and what will be. He is the first fruits. He is the prototype. Oh, and a sign of things to come. It is, you know, that great truth about our eternal destiny as sons and daughters of God. For it was Apostle John in chapter, chapter 1, uh, excuse me, 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Thank God that the resurrection is the turning point of world history. In the resurrection, dry bones breathe again. Jesus said, because I live, you shall live also. Ezekiel, the great prophet, as he looked over the house of Israel and saw, you know, in reality, their spiritual death, the Lord made a statement and said, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. Being fulfilled, of course, in Jesus Christ, because I live, you shall live also, the resurrection also, according to the book of Acts, produced and launched the age of the Holy Spirit. It says in the book of Acts that God would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. 
And so we live in the spirit age of the Holy Spirit. The resurrection is not merely a celebration. It is a declaration. The empty tomb is full of power. And it is a declaration of a resurrection that is a worldwide movement for all mankind, both for Jews and Gentiles. Oh, hallelujah. The resurrection. When you believe in the resurrection, it will change your midnight into the sunrise of a new day. Yes, it will take your disappointment and cause a sunrise of joy to come into you. It will go ahead and, you know, cause the good to be or to conquer evil. Yes, life has conquered death. It changes the prison of fear into a palace of peace. The resurrection is an invitation. It says, would you see beyond your pain, beyond your sorrow, and you embrace hope, faith, and love. In the resurrection, it gives new meaning. Do not be afraid. You don't have to be afraid of death or disaster disappointment, failures, betrayals, and, and all the illnesses of the world. You know, because Jesus is risen and he is victorious. It is the promise that if you trust Jesus, you will be benefactors of God's power. Paul said that I might know him in the power of his resurrection a resurrection power that is for today, for living in the now and in the present. Praise his holy name. Yes, this resurrection gives us back our future. Think about it. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. The future looked bleak until the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's important that you believe that he is alive. There is a story of the Buddhist who was converted to Christianity. And he was asked, why did you change your faith? And he said, well, it's like this. If you were walking along, and came to a fork in the road, and two men were there. One was dead, and the other was alive. Which one would you follow? So yes, why do we follow Jesus? Because he is alive. We all come to forks in the road. Want you this morning, renew and regenerate, and follow the one that is alive. You see, because Adam took us into death, Jesus took us through death into life. Praise his holy name. Amen. Let me just give to you this morning 
you know, the benefits that are in the resurrection in how that everything that you believe, everything that you hope for, everything that transpires in our life, you know, as believers is connected and fortified by the resurrection. It says, according to Peter, that this regeneration, this new man, this new life, this new outlook, this new hope, you know what I mean? It is connected to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's not merely a hope so. It is, you know what I mean, a reality. He has begotten us, 1 Peter 1 and 3, to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Yes, the night may be upon us, but we have a hope, a living hope, because Jesus is alive and he is the life of the world. It says that he has made us alive together in Christ Jesus. What a union that is. It says that our justification is grounded in the resurrection. He was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. God wanted you to stand in a right place in Him, and the resurrection affords that to us. The resurrection guarantees, oh yes, that these mortal deficiencies, they're only temporary. For it says in Adam, all die. Even so in Christ, all shall be made alive. One could go in to elaborate on in what that really means. It means that there is life and power, hope and faith in the now, and that there is also life, hope and faith after the passing of our lives into the grave. Our future has been guaranteed by the resurrection. 1 Corinthians 15, 56, O death, where is thy sting in O grave? Where is your victory? Yes, there is in the resurrection a demonstration of God's power. You see, the last enemy to be destroyed is death. And there, at the resurrection, God destroyed the power of death for all of those who believe in Jesus Christ. And he did it when he raised Christ from the dead. Ephesians chapter 1, 19 through 20. Praise his holy name. The resurrection is an unstoppable power. Thank his holy name. It says that he disarmed principalities and powers. He made a public showing or spectacle of them, triumphing over them. The resurrection shows us that love is stronger than death. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because there is someone who is alive. 
who is all power in heaven and earth, that says, I walk with you. I not only walk with you, but I also come along to defend you. You know, thy rod and thy staff, they shall comfort me. Because of the resurrection this morning, you and I are not at the mercy of our circumstances. Yes, not at all. Because of the resurrection, we can sing in spite of what is going on. You remember the story of Paul and Silas in jail, imprisoned, you know, in stocks and bonds. And yet, because, you know, they had just realized and their life had been built around the fact that Jesus Christ was alive, a song could not be kept silent because Jesus Christ is alive. So you don't need to let the circumstances steal your song today. Amen? And also the resurrection tells us that it conquers our past. He said he made you alive. You were dead, but he's made us alive together with Christ. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection today. I also love how the resurrection is just not, you know what I mean, something from my past or reaching way out into my future, but it has something in between. It consecrates my present, according to 2 Peter 1 and 4. It says that we have been made partakers of divine nature, and we have escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. In the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Oh yes, a living hope. But it does also confirm my future. And God, he both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power in the order that he has planned. As in, as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. Yes, our past, our present, and our future. So how do we plug in to this resurrection power? Jesus said, if you will believe, you shall see the glory of God. It says in Ephesians 1.19, in what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? What mighty power? When he raised Jesus from the dead. Yes, I must believe. I must place my trust in Jesus Christ alone. He is our resurrection and our life. You plug in to resurrection power by reaching for the future. Amen. What is a living hope? A hope is something that's always reaching for the tomorrows of your 
life. It does not minimize what has gone on. But faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Today, because of the resurrection, we don't have to be hindered by our past, but we must lean stronger forward. Paul said this, you know, uh, I forget those things that are behind, reaching forward. I press toward the goal of the prize of the upward call in Christ Jesus. Resurrection, resurrection life and resurrection power. As you plug into resurrection life and resurrection power, you will quit allowing your circumstances to rule your inner life. For Paul said in Romans chapter 8, I am persuaded of that neither death nor life, angels nor principalities, nor powers nor things present, things to come, nor height nor death, nor any created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There at the cross where we first saw the light. And there at the resurrection that everything that the cross had stood for, everything that the cross was, in, was intended to do now becomes a reality in the todays of our life. I believe that as Christians and as believers, that we need to be like the midwives all oh, that we read about in the Old Testament. You know what I mean? As they went ahead, you know what I mean? And they were, were given charge of saving that which God had brought into existence. We need to be midwives of hope. Yes, yes, just daring to hope that that new life will come forth even in the midst of the stress of uncertainty. Like the women at the empty tomb, we are to be messengers of resurrection hope. Let us go like those women did. And let us tell the disciples, those that might need encouragement as, you know, they assumed he was locked in the tomb, but he is not in the tomb. Let us be like the disciples after they discovered that Jesus was alive. They revolutionized the world in which God had sent them. Yes, the resurrection is a centerpiece. Place that centerpiece in the midst of your own heart and soul. Place that centerpiece in the midst of how your eyes see, that it can see beyond the circumstance, that it can see beyond the situation. Who does it see? It sees the resurrected Jesus Christ. Jesus is alive. Amen.